When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. This is Deborah Heim, and you're listening to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. This is where you want to come to to find out answers from somebody that does wigs and toppers on real people all the time is going to give you the real talk on alternative hair. So let's get the business part out of the way. Deborah Heim. I am certified in alternative hair. I'm also a certified coach for happiness, confidence, and just about any goal you want to achieve. I'm your girl. I am somebody that is going to ask you the questions to make you figure out that right next action. And I'm going to hold you accountable because I'm pretty straight and pretty upfront. So there won't be any guesswork. And you can find me at D-E-B-R-A-H-E-I-M.com. And the shop is VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. Another thing I'm available for is to help you open your alternative hair store of your dreams. And I'll tell you, I do alternative hair different from anybody, any shop that I've ever been to so far. Because you know what? I just don't sell a wig that somebody comes through the door and says what they want. When they come through the door, they're usually on the defensive because of other wig shops or because they felt they should do their research first. And I'll tell you, I know the questions to ask actually to help you figure out what's best for you. And then throw in my intuitive ability. I'll tell you, I never fail to amaze myself. Honestly, it is like divine timing. The people that come through my door leave. Like I choose the coolest stuff. I choose from quality, cut, color, all in one. And I don't choose, you know, the vanilla old lady stuff. And it never fails. Somebody will come through the door perfect for something that I have there. And when you can make people happy about themselves again, like excited to see themselves in the mirror, I'll tell you, this has been a passion of mine. So if you think that sounds good to you, it's really not that hard to open a wig shop. If I did it, you can do it. I'd love to help you with that. Okay, so let's get on to this week's episode. 
I was trying to think of a subject. So I asked ChatGPT, which is AI or artificial intelligence, to tell me the most commonly questions asked about wigs and hair pieces, and it gave me a list of 10. So I looked at those 10, and I asked him for an additional 10. So I'm going to try and get through all 20 in this episode. And as it turns out, most of the questions I've already covered in an episode. So I'm going to give you the short answer, the real deal to the questions. And better than that, I am going to post the links to the particular episodes. So there will be a guide of sorts. And I will put that on the Facebook pages for Deborah Heim, Very Best Little Hair House, and also in the Wise Wig Advice Group. Now, I don't think these are in any particular order, and some of the questions are essentially the same question asked in a slightly different way. But number one, how do I properly store my wig when not in use? couple ways you can do that. A lot of people like a mannequin or a rack. Some people will store them flat in a Ziploc bag or in the original box. I personally keep mine in rotation. I have hooks around my bedroom, so I'm going to be grabbing one in the morning, and then this way I can see everything that I have, and I like that. You want to be careful not to store it near heat or in direct sunlight, and basically just pretty much common sense. But whatever way of those suggested that you want to store your wig, it will be fine. Two, are there any specific wig styles recommended for people with sensitive scalps? I think the answer to that is just a really well-constructed wig. Everybody's different. I know lace, especially the lace fronts and the lace tops, if it's not done in the best fabric, that alone can be itchy. I have clients that insist on a classic cap wig because the classic cap is going to have either that felt or they will have a PU strip. So again, it's really by wearing them that you can find out for sure. Always said there's a little bit of trial and error, unfortunately, along your alternative hair journey. But you know, each and every hair piece, whether it's a wig, a topper, you're going to learn from and you just get better and better with experience. Three, can I cut or trim a wig to customize the length or style? Now, my answer to that is you can, but maybe you want to have a professional do it. Now, seriously, though, I can tell you from people coming into my shop and when I ask people, almost everybody that has cut the wig, whether they put a bang in it or what have you, they kind of wish they hadn't. So again, try and find the wig that suits you best. But if you get a wig thinking you're going to do this to it, that to it, this to it, you might want to see if there's something that is going to be a little less work for you. Four, what is the difference between a hand-tied wig and a machine-made wig? Well, when you look inside of it, your machine-made wigs have the rows. It's also called wefted in the back. So a hand-tied wig, every hair is attached by hand. And on the average, it takes someone 40 hours to tie each one of those hairs onto the wig, whereas a machine-made wig takes about eight hours. So 
as you can imagine, there's a huge difference in the price. But let me tell you, when you get the right hand-tied wig, you will thank yourself for it because it is a huge, huge comfort to have that. It fits closer to your head. It's also extremely light. So if you are in the sun or you're in the warm weather, you know, most good wigs... If you get a decent wig, it's not going to be a problem, but I can tell you for sure, hand-tied, when you get a good one, you will love it. Are there any tips for preventing wig slippage or movement? And yes, luckily there are. My favorite is Walker Blue Wig Tape. I simply use one piece on the lace in the front, and I do have a video showing why I use that as opposed to anything else out there. There are things I hear very good reviews about, like it stays. Some people will use different types of glues on there. But when you use the right tape, it is no fuss, no muss. It rolls right off of there. There's no adhesive that you have to get rid of. So that's why my favorite is wig tape. Now, a little bit further down there, I will give you the episode number where I discuss wig grips and caps and all of that. Question six, how can I tell if a wig is heat resistant or not? Well, hopefully you know that before you buy it. But let me tell you, here is something I found out. Doesn't matter if it's regular synthetic, doesn't matter how real it looks. And even if you have your heat instrument on low, it will singe it. So hopefully you're not finding out that it's not heat okay by doing that. You also want to be careful about like putting your face into an oven. Certain synthetics will singe up on that. But it's got to be in the description. Although if you get something from someone and they tell you one thing and it's another, that's not good. But I know that it's happened. So sometimes when you're buying a used wig or from any of the other sites, they may list it as heat okay and it's not. And, you know, relying on a tag inside of wig isn't always accurate. There's counterfeits out there. And then plus now most of the companies make regular and heat okay. So hopefully you can get the correct answer from who you bought it from. If it's me, you're going to already know that before you leave my shop. Question seven, what are the best practices for maintaining a wig's shine and luster? Now that, of course, is referring to your human hair. And with human hair, if you are making that type of investment, I would ask the person that sold it to you. A lot of the brands prefer that you use the products made by them. And that's what I always advise because that way, you know, they can't come at you if you have a problem saying, oh, well, you should have used our products. Ask me how I know that. It was before I had a shop, and that's what happened. I got a really nice human hair wig by a major company, and I was trying to save a buck, thinking that I could use, you know, people stuff on it. And sometimes you can. Again, I'm not going to get into the here's or there's with that. But when I contacted the company, the first thing they said was, oh, you should have used our product. Eight, can I wear a wig with natural hair or do I need to shave my head? 
You do not need to shave your head. You also, unless you have like four inches thick of hair, you don't have to cut your hair either. And this is one of the beautiful things I'm able to show people when they come into the shop. Because a lot of times when you have a severe hair loss on top, you can make a topper work. However, when you put the right low-density wig just on top of your hair... It works like a topper that stays on your head a lot better. And people that come into my shop, I teach them topper. I also show them what result they'd get in a wig. And nine times out of ten, they will leave with the wig. Because what people are mainly concerned about is they don't want to look fake. And they assume you're going to look more fake in a wig. But if you don't have the right topper, you can tell think that is one of the very big misconceptions. People think a topper is going to be less detectable, especially if it's made of human hair. And sometimes it can be the exact opposite. And I can also add this as somebody with alopecia and stress-related hair loss, shaving my head when I finally did it was very empowering because you don't have to look at the hair loss on the pillow, in the shower, all of that. So once I decided I really like wigs and I'm going to be happy in them, I've shaved my head and never looked back. Question nine, are there wig options for people with hair loss due to medical conditions? And that I am glad to say that yes, there are options. I did a specific episode, episode 55, about how to get insurance reimbursement if you have the benefit for a cranial prosthesis. I also posted in the wig group from the National Alopecia Association, they had a webinar that was one hour long telling you about this. Now, it depends on your particular insurance and if you have a prosthetic benefit and you will need to go to a provider that has the a provider number and usually they like to have certifications, most insurances, and you follow their specific instructions, you will need a prescription for cranial prosthesis, and you will need the documentation and a receipt. But yes, more and more insurances are wising up because hair is not extra. It is something that is vital to a lot of people's self-esteem. So the more women that pursue getting the insurance reimbursement it makes it better for everyone. The podcast episode that I did about that was episode 27. 10. How do I know what wig color will best complement my skin tone? I did episode 55 on this, but you know, again, long story short, I think the best way is to try it on. A lot of eye colors. I've noticed when I try different colors on people, and you can see it right there, you never know what's going to make those eyes pop. And uh, there's information about skin tones and hair tones and all of that in the episode, but trying it on is the best way. That is when the magic truly happens. Most everybody that leaves my shop, one of the things they say is, wow, I never thought I would buy something in this color. 
So now we've covered 10 of these questions. I think I'm going to save the next 10 for next week because this has gone on long enough already. And if you're listening, thank you so much. Till next week, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at debraheim.com. You can find my shop at verybestlittlehairhouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.